I'm Christina. And I'm Megan. And, and this, this is, is the, the Aftermath of Sex. Hello, you wonderful, fabulous people out there. That was quite an intro. I love them all. Yeah, me too. Thanks for listening. Yeah, you guys are amazing. Thanks for supporting us. Yes, we appreciate it so much. Yeah, we really do. And we we truly love you all. Yeah. And, you know, just your kindness and your goodness and your stories and all of the things. Yeah. Could you send more? (laughs) Yeah. Could you send more stories? Um, we need your stories. We do. We need your stories. We want to know more about you. Yeah. Or you can be anonymous. Don't forget. You can. S- send in the things. Send them to www.theaos.com. No. Theaos411.com. Or theaos411 at gmail.com. Look who's got it down. Yeah. This girl, Look, the Megan. The tables have turned. The tables have turned. Okay. Yeah. So we want your stories. Yeah. Please send us your stories. And also the interviews with each other is coming up. Yeah. So we want your questions that you might have for us. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any burning questions you have that you want to know about us personally? Yeah. Because we want you to know us a little bit better. Yeah. And um, I'm pretty... I'm pretty open. Me too, for the most um, part. For the most part. As long as it's appropriate, we're going to answer it if yeah. we have time. Yeah. Yeah. So send us your question. You can throw those up on our social, on Facebook or Insta. Yeah. Or, or you know, put it in the other category on our website. Yeah. Anything. Whatever's easiest for you. Yeah. Send us a message in mm-hmm. Facebook. What ifs? Yeah. What ifs, Bevs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> today I want to talk all about... Types of midwives. Yeah, I'm excited because, um, yeah, midwives. I literally have had people this week come into the office and, well, today, <laughs> today, in fact, somebody came in and I have done the entire appointment and it's a new OB intake and it, I'm, I've now spent like 70 minutes mm-hmm. with this individual and at the end, she goes, so can you tell me, like, what is a midwife? Like, who am I even seeing if it's a midwife? And I said, it's me. It's me. What do you mean? Like, you literally are seeing me. I'm a midwife. And she's like, really? And, like, she had no idea. Really? Yeah. And that happened to me twice this past week. Really? Where, you know, because right now with how busy it's been. Yeah, we have some things happening in our community. Right. Yeah. People have wanted an appointment maybe with an, an OBGYN mm-hmm. um, and they don't understand what midwives are. So they yeah. feel like we're a doula yeah. um, or that we don't deliver in the hospital or we won't support moms with a desire for an epidural. Yeah. These are funny questions yeah. to us. Yeah. Right. But, um, but they're not funny questions to the general population because yeah we're just underrepresented right. really in yeah. the obstetric world. And so I just wanted to kind of talk briefly about the different types of midwives that we have, yeah. 
what their credentials are, what they do, and and what you're most likely going to see when you're seeing them. Yeah. I love that because I think, too, in other countries, in other developed and underdeveloped, developed, I mean, midwives are really kind of at the forefront of most Yes. Obstetric care. I'll, I go into that a little but bit. Do. I sure do. Let me not steal your fire. Yeah. I hope I, I hope I remember what I wrote down because uh, it's been a minute. Well, <laughs> it's been well a if minute. you wrote it down, you don't have to remember because really? you can just read it. Listen, <laughs> do you know when you've done research for a topic and so you feel like you know all of the things? Yeah. But then, you don't, but then you don't remember what you... Because it takes like, two weeks for us to get to it to record. Right. Yeah, so specific, happens. And then you're like looking at it and you're like, oh, right. That's right. <laughs> that was a study yeah. that said this. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. the regular. Yeah. And it's not because we lack the no, ability the, to remember, but... Well, there's we got a lot of stuff we, going on. We have a lot noggin. of things. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of things going on up there. Yeah. Okay, well, so read us your stuff. Let me just dive in. Dive in. Okay. So we haven't started with statistics in a while. Okay. So I am going to hit you with some midwifery facts. Okay. So in February of 2022. Okay. That wasn't very long ago. No. There were 13,524 CNMs and or CMs. Okay. In the United States. Really? Yes. So before I get too much farther yeah. into it. CNM is a certified nurse midwife. Yeah. A CM is a certified midwife. Right. Okay. Most were of those numbers, that 13,524, most were CNMs or certified nurse midwives. Okay. I'm curious. You probably don't have this, but now I'm just wondering how many like OBGYNs there are. Oh, I didn't look that up. But I do have a percentage per 1,000 of OBGYNs to midwives. Okay. Later on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> Megan's like, so seems how you were not very accurate with your research and you didn't go beyond. <laughs> I would only get a, a minus for this research because I didn't go above and beyond. Okay, here, I got a number for you. Okay. <laughs> You're such a little turd. Well, it's interesting. So there are... Um, over uh, it's about 23,000 OBGYN like doctors 23,000 yeah oh wow yeah so yeah. 13,000 midwives actually that's a, i mean that's a decent percentage of I think, providers i think it should be flipped okay i think sure. that we need yeah. to have that many obstetric well, providers plus an additional 30,000 midwives okay i'm down or yeah 30,000 mm -hmm. well yeah 30 okay Okay, I see what you're saying. So then it would be like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, got it. Okay. So um, in 2019, certified nurse midwives and certified midwives attended 372,991 births. Wow. Yeah, that's great. I didn't ask how many were not. <laughs> I didn't know the total. Can you look at the total birth um, rate in the United States okay. um, in 2019? Okay. Because I didn't. This, though, was significant because it was a 10% increase from the previous year, which I thought was astronomical. So in 2019, 10% more of births were attended by midwives, which I oh. thought was so cool. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Yes. Okay, so oh, what does this mean? 
the provisional number of births for the U.S. in 2019 was 3,745,000. Provisional is like, I think that that means that that it's before like the statistical, because we only do a sense like, I think you only do data every 10 years. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see. So this is kind of like the, like maybe a, at, like, or the expected, right. what, like based on trends. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Um, why does it sound like a good number? <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. Well, right. Like, it's, that's why there's like more ratios. Yeah. And because it's 56.3 births per 1,000 women. Yeah. So in the last four years, the percentage of births caught by a CNM or a CM um, in 2017, there was 13.2% caught by them. 2018, 13.7. 2019, 14.2. 2020, 15.9. We're creeping up there. Yeah, no, that's great. And that is really good. I do not talk about the history of midwifery. That's for another episode. I do not talk about the history of how it do- evolves from midwifery to medical to midwifery yeah. model of care. I will get into that yeah. later, but not today. Not for this episode. Yeah. Um, so in 2019, 89% of CNMs or CMs attended births in hospitals, which I think is okay. really important to remember. Yeah. Um, 9% in freestanding birth centers okay. and 8% occurred in homes. Okay. Yeah. And that was from CNMs and CMs. Okay. And um, remember, certified nurse midwife, certified midwife. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to talk all about them shortly. Um, 20% of CNMs or CMs have a doctoral degree. Okay. I have a doctoral degree, which sure. is really cool. I have a doctorate of nursing practice. Yeah. Super excited about that. Um, some people have no idea what that is and that's okay that's okay it's a little bit confusing yeah um so a doctorate with a phd does research and a doctorate with a dnp or a doctorate of nursing practice implements into the community so we identify a lack of consistent health care or we identify a need in a community and then we implement Mm -hmm. changes to help improve that deficiency that we have that we've identified. So that's kind of the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so lack of midwifery care exists in the United States. It's just, mm-hmm. it really does. It yeah. it's really sad, actually. Yeah. So we have an abnormal amount of maternal mortality when comparing mm-hmm. ourselves with other wealthy countries, mm-hmm. despite the amount of money that we yeah. spend on maternity care. Yeah. It is really sad it and is. it's unacceptable. Yeah, I agree. And it's really, really disheartening. It is really disheartening, especially when you're trying your best to do your best job, but mm-hmm. it's a big picture and not an individual, unfortunately, but we can make these small little changes, just our one little self. I tell my little humans this all the time that like, your what your you do in your everyday life affects multiple people mm-hmm. and you can make a change just if it's just you. Yep. Sure. Um so some wonder about this um increase or that higher level of maternal mortality mm-hmm. in comparing ourselves and they wonder if it's because of the lack of midwifery care. Mm-hmm. And um I would have to 
agree that there has to be some sort of correlation, Mm -hmm. um, if not causation in regards to this. And I'm not trying to toot a midwife's, Mm -hmm. um, you know, toot our horns, Mm -hmm. but there is something to be said about midwifery care and um, the outcomes that occur Mm -hmm. when you have a patient who is healthy. Right. That does not need obstetric care Mm -hmm. and obstetric meaning OBGYN or physician led care. They are healthy individuals or they might have some minor abnormals. Mm -hmm. Um, There's something to be said about the lack of midwifery care for those individuals. Um, uh, There is a lack of traditional midwifery care in rural areas, Mm -hmm. which is another huge disparity in obstetric care. And then there's state policies and laws that surround midwife mm-hmm. and um, legal practices vary mm-hmm. among states. Um, so there's like a federal department and then there's a state department that all have their own regulations and rules. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't get too much into like the politics of it all, but it, it is important to know that it's different in every, in every state. state. Yeah. Amendment. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I feel like, where we are in Fairbanks, Alaska, we have this very sweet little bubble yeah. of ability to work at the fullest scope of our practice, generally speaking, mm-hmm. um, where we can, where as a, a certified nurse midwife afforded the opportunity to care for women in our fullest um, extent of what our licensure is supposed to allow. Right. Um, so, There's 2015 to 2017 data, um, Australia. So this is, so I think in 2015, it was data from the United States and everything else that I'm going to about to mention, or I'm about to mention is from 2017. So in Australia has 68 midwives per 1000 live births. Oh, wow. Compared to seven OBGYNs. Oh, wow. That's interesting. So seven, 68 per 1,000 to seven. Yeah. That is insane. That is insane. So those OBGYNs are, they are there to take care of the people who are sick and really need that higher level of care. Yes. And they have, they have hired and employed midwives in mass to take care of The normal, but you think about pregnancy and the majority of the time it's normal. It really is. It can go wrong and it can go wrong very quickly. So we have all these other things in place. Exactly. But I'm just saying it's important for obstetric care to involve both midwives and OBGYNs when it's indicated. Yeah. We both play an important role. Yeah. Um, I don't think that we should. At all eliminate OBGYNs because we need them. Oh, yeah. They are very special and very important. Yeah. And I am so thankful that I I work with three lovely. I mean, a good group. We have a really good community, but like in my own personal clinic, I just love all my people so much. Anyway. Um, so then in Sweden, there's 66 per 1,000 midwives. Wow. So 66 midwives per 1,000 births compared to 12. OBGYNs. Yeah. Sweden does some interesting things yeah. too. And they have great, they really do. Yeah. yeah. Great I mean, outcomes. They got some stuff going on. 
They really do. They, I, um, I think it's Sweden that gives the little, the box. box. And, um, so when you, when you find out you're pregnant, they give you like this little box and it has, this box is actually like a bassinet for your baby. It is. And it comes with like other stuff to be able to just get through that first. It's like a little onesie and it's just like your government supports you in having your baby and And providing a safe space for your baby to sleep. Yes. It's so cool. I know. I love it. Um, and then Norway, there's 53 per 1,000 okay. for midwives and 12 OBGYNs. Wow. Um, Germany is a bit more even with okay. 30 midwives per 1,000 okay. to 27 OBGYNs. Okay. The United States yeah. is four midwives per 1,000 per 11 OBGYNs. Wow. So that's yeah dramatically different. Yeah. Because most, again, just going back to, like, most people have fairly low-risk healthy pregnancies. Yeah, you know. exactly. And then Canada is four midwives per 1,000 versus eight okay. OBGYNs. So I feel like the number of obstetric care providers is lower than it should be, given the other yeah. countries yeah. Um, as well. Because, I mean, you go back up to Australia, yeah. and it's 68 yeah, per 1,000. And for and have... 15. We have, yeah. Right? So 68 plus seven is what is that? 75? No, yes, 76. Can I do math? <laughs> yes, <laughs> 73. I really had to think about that yeah. versus um, ours, which is 15. Right. So per that just 1, right there is just a lack in total obstetric care. Yes. Okay, well. Isn't that really eye-opening? Yeah, I had no idea that that was what we were looking at. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some interesting midwifery facts for you. And um, now I'm going to get into some deep definitions. Okay. And um, bear with me as I try to read. Um, But the International Confederation of Midwives define a midwife as okay and i have bolted points here but it was like a very long article so i'm just like trying to give their definition internationally what is known to be a midwife so while the profession of midwifery has developed differently in each country we share a common understanding of the midwife internationally okay a person who has sex a successfully completed a midwifery education program okay. that is based on the International Confederation of Midwives essential competencies for basic midwifery practice and and the framework of the ICM global standards for midwifery education and is regu- recognized in the country where it's located mm-hmm. who has acquired the requisite qualifications to be registered and or legally licensed right. to practice midwifery and um, and use the title midwife okay. and who demonstrates competency in the practice of midwifery okay okay um, they also go on to say the midwife is recognized as a responsible and accountable professional who works in a partnership with women to give the necessary support, care, and advice during pregnancy, labor, and the postpartum period to conduct births on the midwife's own responsibility and to provide care for the newborn and the infant. Oh, yeah. This care 
Includes preventative measures, the promotion of normal birth, Mm -hmm. the detection of complications in mother and child, the assessing uh, or accessing of medical care and other appropriate assistance, and the carrying out of emergency measures. It also states that the midwife has an important task in health and counseling and education, not only for the woman, but also within the family and the community. And this work should involve antenatal education and preparation for parenthood and may extend to women's health, sexual or reproductive health and child care. And a midwife may practice in any setting, including the home, community, hospitals, clinics, and or health units. Yeah. I think it's great. That's a lot. It's a lot, yeah. but it really it really does kind does of kind of give you a big picture right. of the role. Because midwives are um educated yeah. individuals who provide excellent care. Mm-hmm. Um so now I'm gonna go into certified nurse midwives and certified midwives. Yeah. And I'm gonna talk a little bit um interchangeably with them because a lot of the areas for certified nurse midwives. And certified midwives are very similar. Okay. Um, and this is from ACNM in 2019 okay. as they were going through the, the delegations and what each could do. Okay. So CNMs or certified nurse midwives are nurses who have completed a graduate level nurse midwife program and passed a certification exam from the American Med- uh, Midwifery Certification Board. And CMs are non-nurses, so certified midwives are non-nurses who have completed a graduate-level midwifery degree program and passed a certification exam from the American Midwifery Certification Board. Okay. So they have completed a midwifery program, but they were not a nurse first. Okay. Okay? Okay. But they have a graduate-level degree. Right. Which is a master's degree or higher. Master's degree or higher. And they also took the American Midwifery Certification Board. And their master's program was in midwifery. So it's their entry. So, like, I'm a certified nurse midwife. And I was a nurse prior to going to midwifery school. And I had my bachelor's of nursing. Whereas a certified midwife might have a different science background. Mm -hmm. And then has gone in to take a uh, midwifery education without the nursing piece, without the nursing piece. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then I'm going to introduce a new, um, midwife. So a CPM or a certified professional midwife, they have met the certification requirements of the North American registry of midwives. Okay. Okay. And I'm entering them now because now we're going to talk about all three and what they can and can't do, um, in terms of their, certification and or the limitations of the state in which they're practicing. So the degree, a certified nurse midwife and a certified midwife both have a graduate degree and that's the minimum for their certification. A CPM does not require an academic degree, but it's based on demonstrated competency in specific areas, Mm -hmm. knowledge and skill. So they have to be able to, um, you know, demonstrate that they're capable and that they are studied. Right. Right. Um, so the education minimum for a CNM and CM um, is a bachelor's degree and higher from an, um, from an accredited mm-hmm. college. And the CNM earns an RN license prior to, or within the midwifery education program, 
or um, and then the CM has to have that bachelor's degree and a successful completion of um, a required science and health course related to health skills training prior to or within the midwifery program. So when they say within the midwifery program, it's confusing because you're like, what? But there's bridge programs from like an um, associate degree Mm -hmm. to a mass, like to a master's degree. So it kind of bypasses the bachelor's, Mm -hmm. um, but it encompasses that. So you kind of get it in one lump sum. Right. Yeah. Um, a CPM is needs a high school diploma or equivalent, but then they also have prerequisites that they have to do if um, for their accredited program. So it they generally need statistics and microbiology, anatomy and physiology, and they also need to have experience in childbirth education and or doula um, certification. Okay. So they have to have they have to be in in it to understand it and or to be even considered um, as a CPM. There's no special requirements for the entry to the North American Registry of Midwives, um, but there is a portfolio evaluation process pathway. So that sounded intense to me and I didn't go into it specifically, but you really have to demonstrate that you know your your stuff. And there's an apprenticeship process Mm -hmm. and this is a verification of your knowledge and your skill that's done by qualified providers and I will, or like preceptors. Mm -hmm. And so I will um, go into that here in just a second. So the clinical experience that you have to have a CNM and a CM, they have to attain knowledge, skills, and professional behaviors as identified by the ACNM or the American College of Nurse Midwives core competencies for basic midwifery education. And then um, clinical education must occur under the supervision of an American Midwifery Certification Board, CNM or CM. So the person that trains you how to do your job has to be either a certified midwife or certified nurse midwife. For the CPMs, um, attainment of knowledge and skills is identified in the job analysis by NARM, so that governing body. And then NARM requires the clinical component of the education to be at least two years in duration. They have to have a minimum of 55 births with three rules. The first rule is that it must be done by supervision of a midwife who is nationally certified and legally recognized, who has practiced for at least three years, and who has attended 50 out-of-hospital births Mm post-certification. So that's great. I think that's really good. Um, The scope of practice. So certified nurse midwife and certified midwives, they have full range of primary health care for women from adolescence to beyond menopause. Mm-hmm. They do preconception care. They do care during pregnancy, childbirth, postpartum care. Um, they also can care for the newborn from the first day to the 28th mm-hmm. day of life, which I learned all of that, but I haven't done infant care in so long Mm -hmm. that I generally don't. So you, you know, it just depends on Mm -hmm. who you are and what you do. Um, They do family planning and then they also treat male partners for STIs. Mm -hmm. They do um, physical exams. They do diagnosis and treatment. They prescribe medications, including controlled substances, contraception. Um, They admit, manage, and discharge patients from hospitals or wherever they are, and they order and interpret lab work. Um, they promote health overall, and they are 
qualified in disease prevention mm-hmm. and um, they focus on individualized wellness, education, and counseling. Mm-hmm. And then um, the CPMs, they are providing expert care on edu- education, counseling, supporting women's and family throughout pregnancy, birth, postpartum, um, and maternal well-baby care th- through the six to eight weeks postpartum period. Yeah. Okay. They provide com- comprehensive assessments, diagnosis, and treatment. Um, they're trained to recognize abnormal and or dangerous conditions mm-hmm. so that require consultation or referral to other he- healthcare professionals. They, con- um, they conduct physical exams. They administer medications and um, use devices that are allowed as per the state that they're in. Okay. And they order and interpret labs and diagnostic tests. So now we get into, do you have any questions? I know this is a lot. Well, so, I'm spitting out a lot. But that's specific to um obstetric specifically yeah so yeah, if not, you it notice doesn't it doesn't go beyond that. Yeah, yeah. that exactly yeah up to six to eight weeks yeah postpartum um so then the practice setting for cnms and cms are hospitals homes birth center offices the majority of cnms and cms attend birth in a hospital and then cpms do um their care in homes, birth centers, or offices, and the majority of CPMs attend births in homes and birth centers. Mm-hmm. And then um, one thing that's a little bit different is prescriptive authority. Mm-hmm. So CNMs, all U.S. jurisdictions, mm-hmm. full, um, prescribing, full right, prescribing everywhere. Certified midwives can prescribe in New York, Rhode Island, and Maine. What? Yes. I'm curious about how many CMs there are. Yeah. I don't, I didn't, I didn't divide them because most of the data includes both. Okay. I see. Because they practice everywhere. Right. Um, And it sometimes is hard to separate them. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't that interesting? Okay. So yeah. And then CPMs do not maintain a prescriptive authority. They can, um, obtain and administer certain medications mm-hmm. in select states, but they're not prescribing them. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then third-party reimbursement. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So CNMs um, can bill to most private insurances. Mm-hmm. Medicaid coverage is mandated in all states, mm-hmm. and um, and then Medicare and Tricare. Mm-hmm. Um, CMs. Most private insurances, Medicaid coverage is mandated in New York, New Jersey, and Rhode Island. Okay, interesting. Isn't that? So most CMs work in those three states. Probably. Yeah. And the reason, I mean, Medicaid is huge. Right. So, um, you know, 50% of my population is um, Medicaid and I need to care for them. Right. And so um, in order to do that and still be able to live, Mm -hmm. um, we need them to be covered, you know? And so I'm glad that our state recognizes CNMs as well, all of the States, but you know, we need to just get a little bit more lenient on some of the things I think. CPMs. um, Did that make any sense? What I just said? Okay. CPMs (laughs) are um, covered by private insurance in six States uh, or by some private insurance. And in six States, um hold on <laughs> hold on so six states private insurance can be billed for cpms okay 
and coverage varies in other states. And there's 13 states that include a C CPM in the state Medicaid plan. Okay. So, um, and I didn't look up the 13, but that's really not enough. That's not very many. Especially when we're considering that we are the really not having a whole lot of providers in general for right. per 1,000 births. Yeah. So, food for thought. Really interesting. Okay, so only 13 st states allow for reimbursement through uh, Medicaid. Yes, for CPMs. For CPMs. Certified professional midwives. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Um, and then certification. So um, this is a this is a lot. Okay, so bear with me. Okay. So CNMs and CMs are certified through the American Midwifery Certification Board. Um, prior to taking an exam, they have to graduate from a midwifery program, have verification by the program director that you actually completed the education program, and then verification of your master's degree or higher. And it's really hard to get all of those things. I mean, your schools do it, but yeah. it's just a whole bunch of, process. and you can't like open it in the mail. So if you accidentally open mm -hmm. it, you have to <laughs> get another copy. Yeah. Anyway, um, certified nurse midwives must show evidence of an active RN license at the time of their certification. Okay. So I continue to hold my RN license. Oh, you do? Yes. Oh, that's annoying. Yes. <laughs> but I didn't realize that. But it gives me my certified nurse midwife but I credentialing. Like, but I feel like you're certified. Like, I just feel. Yes. Is this a way to get money? Maybe. Okay. I'm not really sure. Because that it's doesn't just, make sense to me. Like, if you're if you're recertifying that you are a certified nurse midwife, that in itself should be enough. You have to do the CEUs. You have to pay the money. You have, you know, you have to do all. Uh, wait, so I have another question that's probably even more. Sorry, this is getting yeah. into my own very personal um, curiosity yeah. is here. What about um, like compact states? Yeah. So that a whole nother... that's a whole nother ball of wax. Okay. So Megan's talking about compact states. So when you have an RN license, there are, I don't even know how many, 20 some I think states. It's more than that. Is it I think 32? It's, than, it's something in the 30s. Um, yeah. So there's so many states that are considered compact states. So if you get an RN license in that state, it works in all of those others that yeah are within that compact state, which really works for travelers very really nicely. Yeah. But there are several not compact states. So like when I was a traveler, I had a license in Michigan, a license in California, yeah. a license in Louisiana, a license in Arizona, a license in Alaska. And I had to go to every place and yeah. be certified um, despite my uh education despite and we my, all take the exact same the exact national same, exam exactly it's the same one. Yeah. yeah but i think um when it comes to certifying with midwives um there's the state and then there's the federal mm -hmm. so there's a certification board and then a certification process okay i hear and that every I... state is different but every Okay, so maybe in another state you wouldn't necessarily. Well, you would. Still you have, have to, to if you're a certified nurse R, midwife. You still yeah. have to. So what? Okay, that just seems like. But a lot remember, of to become a certified nurse midwife and not a certified midwife, you have to have an RN degree 
But you have the RN degree. Yes. And if you maintain this, is uh, the, yes. it just seems just ridiculous to I, me. Like yes. we have so many things we got to do anyway. Like now <laughs> you got to like do this twice. I do. But you know what it does? So, so my nursing license, I have to update every other year. Right. Um, which requires so many CEUs. Mm -hmm. And then my midwifery, I update, and you'll find out here more oh, okay, in a sorry. minute, is every five years. Oh, I didn't realize that. It's every five years. Okay. And then, so me updating my my RN license helps me with my CEUs for my midwifery because you have to go through a whole thing okay. with that. Okay. Okay. I know. All right. So I look at, I'm a half glass full girl. Yeah. And it is kind of frustrating, but. It also, um, it works. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I didn't realize it was every five. I mean, that's a little more reasonable. Yeah. But you probably have to do more. Yeah. Um, so, um, okay. So CNMs must show evidence. Okay. That's what we just had a whole debate we on. Did. Okay. Yeah. So CPMs are um, a part of the North American Registry of Midwives, which is NARM, and they must have a completion of the NARM's portfolio evaluation process or graduation from a midwifery education program. Okay. Or AMCB certified CNM, CM within at least 10 community based births, with at least 10 community based birth experiences. Okay. Or a completion of an equivalent state licensure program with a current CPR and neonatal resuscitation completion. Okay. Okay. Um, Recertification for certified nurse midwives and certified midwives is every five years. And for CPMs, it's every three years. Okay. And then the legal status, right? Mm -hmm. So um, CNMs are licensed in 50 states plus the District of Columbia and the U.S. territories as midwives, nurse midwives, advanced practice registered nurses, mm -hmm. or nurse practitioners. Okay. So in the state of Alaska, I'm an APRN. Advanced Practice Registered Nurse. Okay, so that actually, this is something I've always wondered about. So that actual title or just like... Is from Alaska. Is, okay, so it just depends on the state you're in. So like yes. if you were to go practice in a different state, they may call you something different. I might be a nurse it's, practitioner. Okay. Or they're, they're all the same. Okay. It's just... Just what you We all have the same education. Same credentials, yes. same everything. We're a nurse practitioner. We're a certified okay, nurse midwife. That. We're a... Yes. We're Advanced Practice Nurse Practitioner. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thanks for clarifying. Cause I've actually yeah. even looked that up and it's and hard I, to find it's it. It's really hard. Yeah. To just, I, it's very confusing. It really is because we remember how I was saying how, like, why does everything have to be so, so complicated yeah, and confusing? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't understand it, but you have to have clear. Yeah. I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, so CMs, so certified midwives, they're licensed in Delaware, Maine, New Jersey, New York, and Rhode, Rhode Island. Okay. So this is the only places. So that's the only place. So, okay. If you're going to do this, it might just be worth getting your RN just to be able to practice, like have a wider, um, play, like, so you can. Yeah. But some people places. like, they know that but that's their home. That's yeah. the rest of your life. Then who cares? Right. Like, right. Yeah. Um, and maybe you, you went into, you know, something else and then decide, like decided yeah. that midwifery is your passion and your love. Yeah. And you're like, I'm not going to go get my RN now. I already I have know. my bachelor's right. like, what? That's crazy. Yeah, and is. then you're like, okay, here I go. And yeah. I will live in one of those States and that's fine. Right. Um, CPMs, their license are otherwise regulated in 31 States, 
Four states regulate by registration, certification, or voluntary licensure. Okay. Um, <laughs> professional associations. So ACNM is the American College of Nurse Midwives, and that's what CNMs and CMs are. Like I, I pay for that, and I, I'm a member. Mm -hmm. um, and then National Association of Certified Professional Midwives is part of the National Association of Certified Professional Midwives. Those okay. CPMs, they yeah. have their own. Yeah. So then we talk about direct entry midwives. Yeah, I was wondering. Yeah. So um, a direct entry midwife is somebody who specializes in birth at home and in freestanding birth centers. They have no national certification or licensing and um, it's not available for them as direct entry midwives. And each state has its own legal requirements mm -hmm. for the education and licensing. So some states, um, a direct entry midwife is considered a legal practitioner while others it's not. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So that's. So then are there, yeah. Are there legal repercussions if something may go wrong? I and would they're practicing and it's they're not recognized or is that just like you're I'm at not your own risk, you know, because you can choose to deliver your baby wherever you want. Right. Right. Exactly. And I'm not really sure the legal, legal ramifications. And I think yeah. that that would have come about if there was something that went wrong. Yeah. But um, the splitting hairs and maybe there's yeah. a contract between a direct entry midwife with her um, her clients. Oh yeah. And sure. I don't know. I don't know how that looks. Sure. Um, but if you're out there, let me know yeah. how that looks and how it looks in your state and yeah. how it, it's so, um, different it's so different everywhere. Yes. And I'm very limited to what I do, yeah. you know, and where I am right. and it's different everywhere. Yeah. Um, so most direct entry midwives are self-employed. Okay. Yeah. And then there's a lay midwife. Okay. And they're uncertified or unlicensed who also, um, often has like informal education. So it's self-study apprenticeship. They follow people. Um, they get their, um, their um, knowledge and practice from just attending births with other people. Yeah. And some states do have licensing for lay midwives while other states don't. Okay. Yeah. I actually knew a really cool, um, she called herself a late midwife and yeah. she was super, super neat. Yeah. Neat human. And yeah. I actually haven't thought about them or talked about them or to them in like decades, but I, they were very influential in my, in my nursing yeah. career. Yeah. Um, so then we go on to talk about the naturopathic physician midwife. Okay. I didn't actually know this was a thing. I didn't either. You didn't. Tanya, my work wife knew. Okay. I asked her cause I was so like, what? Yeah. yeah. And she said, yeah, of course it's a thing. Of like course. she's like, of course. Okay. Tanya. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Um, but these are midwives who receive a doctoral degree mm -hmm. from a four year accredited naturopathic okay. medical school mm -hmm. and they complete training in a treatment and management of pregnancy ah. and the natural childbirth under licensed naturopathic midwives. Okay. Wow. And um, they're li licensed to practice in Oregon and in New Hampshire. Okay. So they're very so limited. Very so that's limited. why. But wow. Cool. Yeah. Super cool. And then there's traditional midwives. Okay. So there's a small amount of midwives who attend birth um, and they often serve um, specific religious or cultural communities. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, what is the difference, I guess, 
between that and some of the other ones that we've talked about? Well, like, I think that, um, so hold on just a second sorry. and see if it answers your question. Okay. Yeah. Um, so some say that they believe that they are accountable to their community okay. and that they serve, um, they're accountable to their community that they serve and that midwifery is a social contract between a client mm. and a midwife, not a, not something that should be legislated or controlled oh. by the government. Okay. Um, and many have extensive training and experience. There is no standardized training for these individuals. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then they, they also don't use oxygen, IV fluids or oh. anti-hemorrhagic medications and they do not suture. Oh. So there's some like religious and a cultural beliefs sure. okay. behind a traditional midwife. Okay. And I didn't go in but like, it sounds too like much they're kind of trained book. maybe the same way that like a lay midwife yeah. for, is. Or, and provides or, just kind of a, yeah. okay. um, you know, it, um, a presence. Okay. And when you have seen and been in birth, the more you've seen, yeah. the better you are. Oh yeah. You sure. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's different types of midwives. Wow. Well, I just wanted to mention something. Okay. And I kind of mentioned this to you, but I just think it's really interesting. And I yes. think it's a little, probably a little taboo and controversial too. Oh, I, I love it. Not really. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I don't, but I just, I just find it really interesting. So one of the things that I talk to my students about when we talk about scope of practice, and I use this as an example of midwifery that you are not trained as a surgeon, I am right? Not. So, but you do assistant surgery and yes, you know I do. all of the anatomy and you yes. probably go and do a surgery on your own if you need it. Yes. To. Well, so here's the thing. I can't feel what they're doing. Sure. So like surgery itself has a feel. Yeah, yeah. Like I can identify all the laters right. generally right. and I can see where I'm supposed to be mm -hmm. generally. generally. Right. But I haven't held a scalpel and cut right through, through layers those, yeah. and I haven't, you know, done yeah. this. Specific. I can tell when they're being gentle and when, but I don't know what, how much force sure. is required right. to cut through skin or right. fascia or, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So anyway, keep going. So I, my point to my students is that every professional role has a scope of practice in yes. medicine and in the United States. Yeah. And so, um, you know, you have to know it's your responsibility as a professional to know what your scope of practice yes. is in your state. And that if you, even if you encounter a very uncomfortable or risky situation where somebody's life is at stake, you can't necessarily go beyond your scope of practice, even if you feel that you are able to. Yeah. So um, I, I, that's a really roundabout way to say that you cannot do a cesarean if there is no surgeon around. Um, regardless correct. of what is happening with the life of the mother or the baby. That is Which correct. is kind of a hard pill to swallow, but that's why we also have like in a hospital setting people yeah. on call to come and yes. do those things. But something really cool that I think is awesome in other countries, and we're not, we don't do that here in the yeah. US, but there are some countries like Liberia and Mozambique where they're actually training um, midwives to do those emergency obstetric yeah things because they have a lack of um obstetric of, providers of obstetric providers yeah. yeah so because with the proper knowledge 
even if it's anything so, can be trained essentially OBGYNs yeah. they do every they, they do bladder the reconstruct things. like yeah. they do so much outside so of much. a cesarean yeah. and a cesarean is so specific yeah. yet things can go very, very wrong yeah. very quick in a cesarean that is one thing that you could train, you train. just on that alone yeah. that doesn't include anything else other, other than yeah. maybe an emergency hist yeah, hysterectomy Which or something for bleeding. Would be. Yeah, um, but that would be, you know, that would be really cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I had that training, yeah. I will not go back to school for that. Um, but if it were a time and a place, and they offered that, I would yeah. totally do it because yeah. um, it's well, something it's a life-saving. It measure. is, and if you listen to like our last. Yes, episode or the one before. Anyway, we yeah, did the cesarean one, and yeah, you know it saves lives. Or even remember my zebra, the Shihan. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Um, you can prevent that yeah. if you can get rid of a uterus that's bleeding and right. won't stop. But um, uh, I just I'm so thankful and grateful to be in a place where I mm-hmm. can call my people, right. and they're there. They are there in ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah. You know, and they trust my evaluation and yeah. my assessment to know that if Christina says, yeah. like, get here, they are on their way, yeah. you know. And so that's yeah. super special. And that's a connection that I am forever grateful for. Yeah. 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 All right. But yeah. if I had a, a mom who was, oh, man, I don't know what I would do. Yeah. You, you can't to, put yourself into yeah. that position. I'm sure people have been put in that yeah. spot before. And I think there's yeah. actually a book about a midwife who did um i i don't know the details but i've heard of it but it's too close to what yeah i do for me to even have read it yeah. but if you think i should read it tell me what the title is and i might consider it um <laughs> but <laughs> but it's just like i don't know what i would yeah i don't know what i would do a... i would be a hot mess either way i think yeah um and so i hope that the lord never puts that in my path yeah anyway that's all I'll be, say about that. Yeah. But anyway, that's midwives, man. Yeah, midwives are cool. Well, thanks. Yeah. I think they're pretty special, yeah. but that's yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all I right. hope you feel enlightened. Yes, we do. Yeah. Spread love and la- laughter. <laughs> I want to make that a thing. <laughs> like, it's not on board. No, but- do it. You should just say it every time. I'll just Spread love and laughter. Spread love and laughter. I love it. Go laugh today. Yeah, go laugh. Okay, bye.